So recently on Tisha B'Av, I was davening from my kinnis. It has shachris in it. So I'm going through the davening, <clears throat> and it says that the minhag is not to kiss your tzitzis by Baruch Shamar, and not to kiss your tzitzis by Shema. So today we'll discuss the minhag of holding your tzitzis and kissing tzitzis by Kriya Shema. The holding part is brought down in the Chayadam Klal Yud Aleph, which we're up to now in the, in the first halacha and halacha Aleph. So there really are two different things going on here. The first idea of holding the tzitzis while reciting Kriyashma has a very early source. The Agoy Simonius brings down from a medrash that David Melach tells the I serve you with with Hashem, and how do I serve a Baruch Hu with my left hand? I hold my tzitzis near my lave when I recite Kriyashma. So therefore, the Shulchan Aruch quotes. He says, "Mitzvah lechois atzitzis biyat smalas kenegaliboy b'shas Kriyashma." It's a mitzvah to hold your tzitzis in your left hand, right next to your heart, even if you're a lefty. B'shaz kriyashma, v'remez ladavar, v'hoyu advarim ha'ela, alav avecha. So it should be near your heart, so you should hold your tzitzis near your near your chest while you are reciting kriyashma. That's one idea here, and the Chayadam quoted, that's how he passed. Malach Lamaisa, everyone agrees to this. There's another discussion of of holding, you know, of kissing them, of looking at them. So there we already break into a Arizal, Kabbalah. So, but this Arizal is brought down by the Mishabura, by the Kavachayim. So it definitely is part of our Messiah, but it is quoted in different ways. The Shulchanar quotes it one way and the Kavachayim quotes it a different way. So I just want to we're going to go down to the original source. And the Ariza, he says a few things. He says, first of all, once you gather all four uh, of his tzitzit strings, when you say, Maher v'havi'aleinu during Ahavaraba, or if you dive in Nusach Ashkenaz, v'havi'enu, so when you say those words, you gather the four strings. The Mishabura adds, according to the Ariza, you should hold them, being kmitzelazeres, between the fourth and fifth finger of your left hand. And then he says, when you get to Vayomer, when you get to the third parasha, you take the string, the gedil part of the tzitzis, and you hold it in your right hand while still holding the knots part in your left hand. And then he says, you should look at the tzitzis, the entire parasha, the entire parasha of Vayomer, the third parasha, you should hold on to the tzitzis, you should look at the tzitzis. Now, it doesn't mention anything about kissing, that's much later. But that's how the Arizal, that's how the Arizal is quoted by the Kavachayim. If you look in Shulchanar, the Shulchanar is mashma. And Sif, hey, that you're only holding the front two of your talus or your tzitzis. You're not holding all four corners, only the front two. He doesn't mention anything about changing, transferring to Vayoymer. And additionally, he says that one should look at the two strings during Vayoymer, but it's only two strings. Clearly, he says that each string has five knots, and you have ten, and that's the, that's the ten spheres. I'll pick Kabbalah to look at the ten knots. While you're reciting, while you're reciting Kriyashma, so it's a different halakha. You look around, you'll see people that only hold the front two, and some people hold the f- all four corners. Where does the whole the minhag of kissing and 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 all that excessive, you know, kissing the tzitzis by each word? Where does that come from? So the first makar would be the Ramah. The Ramah says in Simon Chavdalad 
Anytime you see them, you should kiss your tzitzis. It's all about chibu ha-mitzvah. There's a similar remark in Hechus Mezuzah. The Shlach Kaddish writes by Hechus Tefillin. And you see many people kiss their tefillin, kiss their mezuzah. But that's not a specific time. It's just whenever you see your tzitzis, it's a nice thing to kiss your tzitzis. We teach a young child, you know, give your tzitzis a kiss. Perhaps when you make the bracha on Tifas Atalus, you should kiss your tzitzis. That's a uh, minog in the Ramah. The Aruch HaShulchan writes that there's a minog to kiss your tzitzis frequently or occasionally during the parsha of Ayomer. But he doesn't say when. But the, fir- but the first one to bring this down, I think, to, to say when you should kiss your tzitzis is the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. The Kitzur Shulchan Aruch writes that every time you say tzitzis, you should kiss your tzitzis. When you say Hashem Lekechem Emes, you should kiss it again. And that's the common practice in the yeshivas, they teach children to kiss your tzitzis when you say tzitzis, and when you say MS, to uh, to give your tzitzis a kiss. Now, a person should hold on to the to the tzitzis up until Udvar Chayim Vekayamim after Kriyashma, and that's the Minog. So, yesh v'yesh, there are those that are into the Arizal and they'll kiss their tzitzis, but the, the Groniks, the Minog Hagra, has been not to. Uh, it's a hefsik, perhaps, and therefore they'll hold their tzitzis, because that's brought down in, Hilchus, uh, in, in the Shulchan Aruch brings it down. But they won't be mafsik and kiss their tzitzis in between. Although Rav Moshe Feinstein is a true, and he says that's definitely not considered a hefsik. That's part of the part of the Kriyashma, not a problem. Okay, that's first part of today's year. Next, in Klal Yeralef Halacha Gimel, the Chayadam quotes the Gemara. The Gemara says that in Menachas Dafmam Gimel, it says a reason my say, a reason my say, Pratla that you have to be able to see it, and it's not, and at night one would be putter from Tzitzis. There is Machlekes in the Rishonim, what exactly this Gemara means. The Ramam says, the Gemara means what it says, that one is only Chayev and Tzitzis by day, but at night you're putter from Tzitzis, it says a reason my say. The Rosh holds no, that is talking about the type of Beged, that Ksus Yoim are Chayev, even at night. Regular beged is chayev twenty four twenty four seven. However, a ksus laila, uh, uh, clothing that's designated for nighttime, pajamas or maybe blankets, they would be putter because laila means ksus laila is putter. What's the nafkamina? So let's say a person has a pajama pajama garment that's four corners. So let's say you have blankets. We'll talk about blankets. Why they're putter from from tzitzis, but there was always a discussion: blankets are they chayev and tzitzis not chayev and tzitzis? It could be made out of linen, four corners. So, according to the rush, there's no problem. That's called a ksus laila. According to the Rambam, it depends when you're when you're sleeping. It depends when you're wearing it. If you're wearing it by day, you're high. Wearing it by night, you'd be putter. So, based on this, this is, there's a minog. The Ramak quotes that the minog that since we are machmir for both shitas, so when it comes to kol nidre, uh, erev and kippur, so the minog is that we. We have Kol Nidre earlier than Shkia. So there are many reasons brought down why we do this. One reason is because Taisaf is Yom Kippur. You want to add some time to Yom Kippur. Another reason brought down is that we don't do Hataras Nadarim Balayla. So you don't want to talk about Nadarim at night. So make sure you, you, you schedule your Kol Nidre schedule before Shkia. Another reason brought down, which is in our simon, is because you want people to put on their talus. The minute is to, put, is to wear a talus in Yom Kippur. So you want people to make the bracha on their talus before Shkia, because once it gets into nighttime territory, so then, according to the Rambam, you can no longer make the bracha. 
And the, that, the real reason for not chronicling being early is because it's Yom Kippur. People, if people are coming late to Yom Kippur, you're going to have issues. So therefore, we have we schedule our chronicling, you know, a few minutes depending on the shul, a few minutes, twenty minutes, a half hour before sunset. Halach lemaisa, how do we paskin? So the Shulchan Aruch says we go with the Rambam. Classic Shulchan Aruch goes with the Rambam that. By day you're chayev, by night you're pater. The Ramah says, no, we're machmer for both shitas. Since the rush is a legitimate shita, we have to be machmer for both. So therefore, we will only make a bracha on a ksus yom. It has to be a daytime clothing, and you have to be wearing it by day. That's the only time we will make a bracha. So this can have a nafkamina uh, lahalacha. Classic winter morning shaila. So during the winter months or during, uh, depending on, where you live, it, it's uh, it only the day only starts you know very late. You could have you know your early shacharis minion six thirty. It's still pitch black outside. So how exactly you're davening at that point? We'll have to get to hilchas tefillah. But there's a question of talis and tefillin. So how do you make a bracha on talis while it's still night? So therefore, many many uh, shuls will only start davening after alois. So what exactly? When exactly is the earliest time for talis? So the Shulchan Aruch writes that since the pasuk says "Urisim I saw," you have to be able to see it. So Mishiyakir, when you're able to recognize, the Gemara talks about what does that mean when you're able to recognize, recognize between Tchelas and Lavan, between blue and white, recognizing a friend that not your best friend but an acquaintance, acquaintance you recognize him when he's four amos away. You have to be able to see something. So if you would stand. In the middle of nowhere where there's no street lights, no uh, electricity, you'd be able to tell exactly when Mishiyakar hits. But in our days, it's very hard for us to know when Mishiyakar is. So the person gives different shiurim, perhaps 10.2 degrees where the sun is below the horizon. That's called Mishiyakar. But the Shulchan Aruch says, Mishiyakar, that's the, that's the Zman for the earliest time one could wear his tzitzis, one could make a bracha on their talus. The Ramah, Says no, Orisa Maisai is lapdafka. Orisa Maisai is telling me that it has to, it has to be day. So according to the Ramah, even Me'alei Sashachar, since Halachli is considered day, one is allowed to make a bracha on their talus. Halachli Maisai, we are machmer that even though the Ramah says from Alois, we are machmer, we do not make a bracha on our talus until after Mishiyakar. So this, when exactly is Mishiyakar? So this has. This plays out, interestingly. If you look at a Zmanam calendar, you could have a half-hour difference between the earlier Zmanam Mishiyakar and the later Zmanam Mishiyakar. And every shul has you know, has to follow some type of calendar. But uh, usually you'll see shuls, they'll follow 40 minutes or 50 minutes before before Nate's being Mishiyakar. Although one could argue, it's a very strong argument, that these number you know, iron-clad numbers given a 40 minutes, 50 minutes, just don't fit with what's going on outside. If you look outside, many locations, they'll say, okay, uh, is 50 minutes after sunset. In some places, 50 minutes after sunset, it depends where you are. If you're in the winter, yeah, it's dark outside. In the summer, it doesn't get dark till 70 minutes after, after sunset. You don't see any stars. So, therefore, there's a website, maismanam.com, very interesting website. He goes through the degrees, and based on your location, you get a different zman. So you could literally be a few cities over, and you have a totally different zman of Mishiyakir, of Tzitzit 
I think that's the most accurate man. But again, every shul, you know, should stick with their calendar, figure out what your psak is for your shul, and everyone should uh, should go along with the shul. But it's good to know. Let's say a person's dominating at home. He's not in the shul. He's dominating at home, and he has to he has to, he has to, he has to travel. So if he has to wait for let's say forty minutes before Nate, he won't be able to daven. You have to wait for, for your towels to fill in. But if he goes with an earlier zman, myzmanam.com, if it's if it's true that in his, where he is, Mishiyakar is much earlier than this standard forty minutes before Nate, so definitely one could be Makel, especially because the Ramah here is Makel, that one is allowed to put on talis before once once it's already after Alois Shachar. <clears throat> Just uh, one more point. It says Urisimaisai. Urisimaisai means you have to you recognize it. The Ramah says Lavdafka. We don't care about it recognizing. That's all about day and night. That's what Urisimaisai means. But the but the other place can say no. It has to be Mishiyakir. You have to be able to see it. So there's a cooler that comes out of this. Let's say a person shows up to shul late Yom Kippur night. It's already after Shkia. So according to the Ramah, it's over. It's ready after Shkia. It's it's ready a halachli Suffolk Lila. You can no longer make a bracha. But the Magan Aram says, no, the whole point is Urisa Maisai. I can still see it the first minute after Shia, it's still light outside. So yet you have a few more minutes, whatever that means. A few more minutes, you're able to still make the bracha on your talus even after Shkia on a uh, on Konidre night. So that's Halach Lamais. Halach Lamais lets a person come late to Shul. There's definitely Yesha Milismaich up until some point when it starts getting dark outside, you would still be allowed to make the bracha on your talus.